you know, it's like 3 in the morning. My brother had gone out to make a phone call. I was watching some basketball game late night on ESPN. And the phone rings in the motel room. Nobody we knew knew we were there. So I'm like, who could possibly be calling? And it's this girl's voice. She's like, hi, who is this? I tell her my name, and I ask who I'm talking to. She says it's Nicole. Once she asked the next question, I kind of knew where things were going because she said, what are you wearing? (laughs) Then I asked her what she was wearing, and she's like, nothing. And (laughs) And I thought it had to be some friend of mine playing a joke on me or something like that. I just couldn't. It seemed too outrageous that some random girl was just calling my room to, like, get get sexy. But I got to say, it was kind of intimate. It was kind of, like, ended, and she said goodnight, and that was that. And I was like, whoa, what the hell just happened? Around 7 in the morning, I remember the phone rang, and I picked it up, and it was Nicole. It was, it was her whispering voice again. I was like, uh... Look, uh, this isn't a good time. Here's my phone number. Give me a call sometime. There was something intriguing about the mystery of who is this person calling me. You know, who, who is Nicole? Why is she calling me? A few nights later, we were in Oklahoma City, and you know, I used to actually sleep out in the van some nights. And I was out in the van, and, and the phone rang, and it was Nicole. started speaking intimately um (laughs) but this time afterwards we kept talking and she started telling me a little bit more about her life she was a nurse that worked in an old age home her mom had just passed away and she was having a tough time getting through it it didn't seem like just some random prank call or something it felt like an actual person who had things on their mind, but maybe was a little bit lonely, just like I had been a little bit on the road. For the most part, it was just me and my brother in one van traveling for eight months on the road. So it can be pretty lonely when it's two, three in the morning and you're going to sleep alone in a van in Jefferson City, Missouri, and it's raining. To amplify the loneliness, there's a song by the band Tapes and Tapes called Omaha. It's a really sad, lonely song. <laughs> and I would put that song on and drink one more Corona or something and just fold myself into the bed in the back of the van and, like, pass out. Omaha, Omaha, where you been? When we meet, we can talk. But what was nice is that Nicole started to call me every night, every other night. You know, when you just hear somebody's voice alone, when it's in your ear it's so bare it's so it almost like removes you from the physical world I sometimes did pressure her to you know I was like why are you always kind of whispering it seemed like I wasn't quite hearing her real voice like and I was just I just didn't understand why there were certain things that she was being private and mysterious about and it was just something that kind of nagged at me in the back of my mind but I kind of tucked it away or just didn't even think about it too much it, it was really weird because in the weeks that followed it almost became like a regular relationship we talked every night or every other night for a couple of months and then 
this epic road trip came to an end. And then I got home, and while this had been so nourishing on the road, once I was home, there were real girls that were right in front of me. It just kind of faded. There was one night a few months later. It was like the next winter. I was driving on the highway, and the van, the engine blew up, and I pulled over on the shoulder, and it was like some frozen winter Michigan night. And I'm waiting there in the van for like 45 minutes. And sometimes I'll play this game where I'll start thinking about all the beautiful, sweet, smart girls that have come into my life and wonder how I've found a way to mess things up with every single one of them. And Nicole came into my mind. I hadn't talked to her in six months or a year or something. I just decided to try giving her a shout. And she answered. And I was like, Nicole, what up? I didn't even expect to reach her, you know? I was like, what's going on? And she said, you know, it's been a while. I was just like, you know, let's meet up for real. Maybe we could actually, like, be something. I probably didn't have any better prospects at the time, which is sad enough to say. And she said, all right, if you want to come down, then you should come down. I just hope you're ready to meet the real me. Ten days later, I'm in the air going down to Texas to meet this mysterious girl. I was hopeful. I felt pretty hopeful. There's an Applebee's on the north side of town. It's right on I-35. It's outside of Austin, Texas. Walked in there and I see in the back of the restaurant there's a woman staring at me sipping a Coke. She is at least 89 years old. I swear to God. <laughs> I, I could not believe I was like no way I walked back toward him and I was just like hi Nicole this old woman she's like there's no radishes in my soup I asked for radishes she's staring at me because she thinks I'm like a waiter or that I work there or something she's just some random woman she's it's not Nicole and so I'm like breathing a sigh of relief and then and then I saw her She's sitting at the bar, and she is beautiful, first of all. She's, like, uh, wearing this, like, red skirt, probably mid-twenties or something. And I was like, all right, everything is right in the universe. I finally got, like, a break. Good things come to good people. So I just went over, I was like, Nicole, what's up? I'm sorry I'm late. It's me, I'm Davey. And she just looks at me, and she's like, uh, you have the wrong person. This is I'm not Nicole. I'm like, what? This nah, nah, dang it! I just kind of like run out toward the parking lot, charging out there. I crash into some guy on his way in. And I'm just looking around the parking lot, but I notice the guy I had crashed into on my way out. He's still kind of standing in the doorway, looking back out at me. This black guy, he's maybe 30 years old, shaved head, a little heavy set. He lifts his hand with just like a little understated wave. And I just, I knew it was Nicole. And it was like, wow, that, that okay, that is Nicole. Wow. I just walked right up to the guy and I was like, 
hi, Nicole. And he said, well, in, yes, you can call me Aaron. And I said, well, I'm Davey. Let's go get a drink. I felt a little ashamed and I think I'd even let it slip to a few of my friends in Michigan. Oh, I'm going down to Texas, hang out with this girl that I met. How am I going to explain this to anybody? <laughs> then there's just the disappointment of, oh, this isn't going to work out. But, you know, by the time you get to, you know, your 30s and your heart gets a little less fragile as you go. So it made more sense than anything else. He, Aaron, this guy, Nicole, said, uh, you know, I'll have a Long Island iced tea. I was like, uh, give me two whiskeys. <laughs> Shot them both down. Then I was like, all right, let's talk. What what, what the hell's going on? What, who, who, what, Nicole, what, what the hell? How did you find me at this Motel 6? Like, were you really at that hotel or what? He's like, no, no. He said, the Motel 6 is in Austin. We're unique in that you would just go to this automated system where then you could punch in a room number and it would dial you onto the room. And he would just start dialing random rooms. If it was a girl answered, he'd hang up. He didn't want to talk to girls. He's gay, you know. He wants to talk to guys. If it was someone that seemed nice and open to it, like me, he would start whispering in this female Nicole voice. I started just trying to figure out, like, why would he resort to such a sort of weird and bizarre approach? I knew from all these months of our phone conversations that he was a really, like, kind listener and a good guy. I just didn't understand why he wasn't pursuing actual relationships. He's actually been doing this Nicole voice since he was, like, 14 years old. He had a crush on this guy at his high school. This guy was, like, the quarterback on the football team, and he hadn't come out, and he realized he couldn't approach the guy in real life. But he just one night tried dialing this kid's house and tried speaking in this girly voice, and he convinced this football player that he was a cheerleader from some rival high school. For, for weeks and months that followed, he kept this thing going with this quarterback at his own high school. Ultimately, it fell apart, but that didn't stop him. He kept doing it. He said over the years, he had dated dozens of guys, just like me. He told me that he had been in a couple of relationships with guys, some long-term relationships, and they'd ended really badly. He'd had his heart completely broken. So I started kind of putting the pieces together. Real relationships are really messy, they can be miserable, the early stages of a relationship can be really fragile. But this thing on the phone, this thing I have with Nicole, it was simpler, it was easier. It didn't entail all of the intense difficulties. Having these kind of fantasy relationships and entirely based on phone calls, it kind of allowed him to have these relationships without really risking true intimacy. despite the fact that he looked quite different than I had imagined her. <laughs> I still felt like this is the person behind the voice, the person that I've been connecting with for all these months, and that person is special to me. We hung out for a couple hours, and we walked out to our cars together, and I gave him a hug. I was just like, let's stay in touch. You'll always be a friend to me, and I hope you know, I can be one to you. And he nodded. He said, yeah. I just felt like, all right, back to reality, back to life. Let's see what else I can find out there. That all happened eight years ago. 
but Davey and Aaron are indeed still friends to this day. They still talk on the phone, but, uh, you know, not in that way. Sometimes when he calls me, now he'll use the Nicole voice at first. Those habits die hard, and I think Nicole is still in him. And so I think he's still doing it. I think Nicole is probably out there talking to some dudes right now. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. <laughs> and uh, Sorry to burst your bubble, homie. So I'm like, Aaron, come on, dude. Let's find you like a real boyfriend. That was Davey Rothbard. The full account of his phone relationship with Nicole can be found in his new book of personal essays, My Heart is an Idiot. Check it out on our website, snapjudgment.org. That piece was produced by Julia DeWitt with sound design by Renzo Gorio. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.